see it. On behalf of my family, I would like to begin by thanking everyone that is here today. And for those of you who have sent your condolences, I thank you as well. We are here to discuss filibuster, the right, and I'm sorry, it's still something. My name is Barnabas, and the reason that I chose to speak is because filibuster was one of the best rats I've ever had. I remember him once saying to me, hey, your poops are looking a little green. Maybe stay away from the jungle gym with food in it. He saved my life. He was the first to enter a new crack house and the last to get a taste. He left us with the greatest message of all. There is no such thing as a free lunch. I can still recall him eating a piece of dessert while telling me to come on, it's fine. And then he was snapped in half. His eye landed right near me and I swear he was still trying to eat that dessert. <laughs> Okay, so on the last episode, I said that I would talk about the worst bomb I ever did in stand-up, and uh, I want to start by saying that it started off wonderfully, it was good money, I was emailed by a guy who's like, yeah, this person's looking for, and I've been trying to find the email for like a few minutes now. I don't think I found it. However, I've got a bunch of them. So the thing is, this dude would reach out and he would say something to the effect of, hey, I got this private party. Uh, This is the budget. You'll be paid this much. I'll be paid this much. Who can do it? Because it's a blast. And then he takes a video from you and sends it to the person booking whatever. So the lady in this case, she saw my act. Um, I think she reviewed a long video. So she had a pretty good idea of what it was that I did on stage. And what did I do on stage other than bring the fucking noise? Um, I'm, I'm weird. And I was telling a lot of unrelatable stories. Um, I think at that point, I was still kind of basing them off of my imagination. Whereas towards, like nowadays, if I ever do stand-up, I will talk about some form of real life because my life is weird enough. But I used to use my very active imagination and try to concoct these wild stories. But she saw that. She liked it. Probably because the video is like the DC improv. And she's like, oh, well, if he's a a working comedian, okay. So she invites me over. It turned out, because at the time I was preparing to move to New York, so I had moved home with my mom. She was on the other side of my mother's neighborhood. So it was like a five-minute drive to get to this lady's home. That was awesome. I remember that... uh, Her husband had died and she was throwing like a big luau type party for all of her friends and family who had been there for her during a very rough period. Makes all the sense in the world. 
I get there. Everything is lovely. I'm like, I want to say I got there like an hour early. And she's got a huge house. Her backyard is huge. There are, I want to say, 30 to 40 people in her backyard. She's got like a gazebo with all kinds of like hula theme. Like she had somebody bring decorations and stuff to really make this look like a big luau. And it was a black lady. I met her family. And again, I cannot stress enough. She saw what kind of comedy I did. And more importantly, because she was black, like they told me it was cool to show up early. Like meet the family and friends, get some food when you're done performing. Cause I was supposed to perform for an hour. She's like, when you're done performing, feel free to hang out, drink, have some more food with us. Okay. Now when I am hanging out prior to the show, because I, there were musicians and stuff that were playing before the comedy, the family, like everything I say, and I am not a funny person to talk to like regularly if I'm going to be on stage you know I'll flick on the switch but otherwise most people would never assume that I knew how to tell a joke because I'm dead serious most of the time so every time that I open my mouth talking to their family just making pleasant chit chat they would say something to the effect of like oh you're gonna use that on stage something like that and I just kept saying really kindly, almost nervously, like, uh, no, that's not what I do. And, you know, I've said it a million times, but it really concerned me that they kept thinking I was going to be that kind of comic moments before going on the stage for an hour. But OK, so I remember going up there. Her son, like, gave me a nice little introduction. It's a bunch of older people like the lady was probably in her mid to late 50s and most of the people there were if not in her age group older um I'll get to some of them in a second so I start off and I want to say everything was going fine for the first like five to ten minutes and then at some point I don't remember if the joke had to do with anything Asian, but there was an older Asian woman sitting in front of me. She might have been like 50. And in the middle of a joke that I do not remember being offensive because it shocked me that she was offended because there was nothing offensive about it to me. And I, you know, you can't look through somebody else's eyes, but I was just like, what could have been offensive about that? But I'm telling this joke. And out of the middle of nowhere, she just blurts out, you're pathetic. And it caught me off guard, but it didn't stop me. It kind of like when I heard that, because she's right in my face and she said it very loud, not like a whisper. So she says, you're pathetic. And I just kind of like, huh? I, I don't really under, you know what? I'm just going to go on with my material going on. So at some point. I think I'm talking about myself being a veteran and there is this older black dude who is right in front of me. 
He's got on one of those old, like, I don't know if it's Vietnam vets that wear them, but you ever seen those hats? They've kind of got medals on them or something, and it's clear that the person has served. So I saw his hat, and I start talking to him because I'm, I'm trying to ask, like, are you a veteran? Just trying to be a little relatable, and he, he won't say anything to me. I asked him a couple more times. I'm looking dead at him. And we're, we're no more than 15 feet apart. He won't say anything to me. And I'm confused. The Asian lady has already somewhat kicked things off the rails. But I'm still going because there was a good five to 10 minutes in between the Asian woman and me speaking to this black guy. And I'm just trying to, you know, get everybody happy. So he won't say anything. Now I'm asking people around me, <laughs> like the audience, I'm like, is, did I offend him somehow? And somebody goes, uh, no, he's deaf. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I turned back to him. And when I turned back to him, he starts walking away. Like he's walking towards the side of the house. And that's important because when I saw him leaving, I turned back to everybody. and I was like, oh, I was just asking if he was a veteran because I am. I didn't mean to offend him in any way. I look back over at him. Now he has rounded the corner of the house. I see him coming down the hill because the backyard was a bit of a downhill sitch. He's coming down the hill with a shovel. And for a second, I was like, am I going to have to fight an old man who tries to attack me with a shovel? He, he shovels dirt down the hill for a reason. I don't know. I don't know if he was digging a hole as though it was going to be my grave on the side of this woman's house in Montclair, Virginia, or if him throwing the dirt because he threw the dirt where I could see it. If that was supposed to be some kind of a threat that I am ignorant of. So he does that. And then, you know, I'm kind of just like, I, I, I really didn't mean to offend him in any way. A woman raises her hand. She's on my right, which is the same direction as where he is now with the shovel and her raising her hand. It was kind of funny. Cause she's like a much older woman. I'm a 20 something year old kid. She raised her hand and I go, yes, ma'am, you with the hand up. And uh, then it becomes, well, no, I'll, I'll tell you what she said first. She goes, do you have any jokes about blind people? And I was like, no, I don't do that kind of humor. And then getting a better look at her face now that she's leaned forward, like she was clearly blind. And not like blind, like her eyes were a little wonky, blind, like something had happened. Like, have you seen um, the daredevil with Ben Affleck? Like when the toxic waste hit his face. Yes, he was blind, but it also looked like there was an incident. So that made me feel bad that this blind lady could hear me throughout the whole thing, telling people I'm not trying to be offensive, yet still chose to raise her hand and ask me it that that, that kind of touched my soul like when a kid says something horrible to you but they don't even mean to hurt your feelings it's just how they feel like oh you're the ugliest man i've seen all day and you know it's true but you're just like god damn man you're not supposed to say that to people 
And I know that you didn't even mean to break me down like that, but you can't even take it back. So I continue. And I keep going. I start to get booze in some places. That's not going to deter me. There is no laughter. Like, I want to say after the 20, maybe 25 minute mark, laughter ceased. I might as well have been up there twirling my dick around like a helicopter because all I was getting was gasps and I wasn't being offensive. If you've ever seen my stand up, sometimes it can toe a certain line. If I'm talking about like race, maybe sex. I don't remember if I talked about sex in front of those old people, but I'm sure that wouldn't have been their jam either. Um, so eventually her family, the lady's family, they are kind of off to my left while I'm performing. They did not let me go the full 45. I was prepared to. I am a professional and I had already been paid. So I was going to do my time. You don't have to laugh. I've got plenty of material to talk for 45. And if I need to, I'll freestyle that bitch. Laughter hasn't been happening for about 10 minutes now. And I can see the family starting to like huddle and discuss <laughs> because this isn't what they want for the people that they care about. Like we were trying to give them something good. And instead they got this guy though. I got to say, well, I'll, I'll wait. So at some point I am just talking and I'm looking to my right. Bear in mind, the family is on my left. I'm talking and I'm holding the microphone with my left hand and the lady's son, he slid up to me like, a shadow because I just felt him slowly like put his hand around my hand that had the mic and he just whispered in my ear you don't have to keep going man you can stop and I I, I turned to him and I was it was kind of like a oh damn you you don't even want me to go any longer even though you already paid me you would prefer I don't make any more jokes so I let go of the microphone and then he comes in he attempts nothing is worse when you have bombed than when somebody says give it up for such and such because no one wants to clap that is one of the most unloved moments that I can picture anybody going through because I mean, you were just trying to make people laugh, but because people didn't laugh, it's not that they hate you as a person, but they kind of want to hate you. Like what the fuck did you waste my time for? You were supposed to be funny. And it's so weird that something like, Oh, he didn't make me laugh brings out such a gut reaction from some people but if it was old jester times, I can see how they got killed because people get so wild when you're not funny. And that give it up for when it's met with the total silence of people being like, no, I'm not going to fucking clap for that guy. I hated him. That's why you asked him to stop. So I give him the microphone and in one quick motion, and we touched on this last week, this would be the second time that I would pull this maneuver. I think it's my, my shameful go-to maneuver. 
because when he was saying give it up for I immediately reached into my pocket and grabbed my cell phone and pretended as though I had a call and I was gone there was no food no drink no goodbyes no thank yous no handshakes no nothing I had to leave I didn't want anyone to see my face anymore and uh, yeah it hurt for a while like fortunately I was performing a whole lot so within a couple of days I had made enough people laugh that I knew that that was just a one-off but that felt like it felt like slipping and landing face first in a pile of dog shit on the street right as you're getting to work like it just took everything out of me and I just wanted that day to end I wanted every memory of it to end. I dwelled on it for so long, laughing mostly because I was like, that was hilarious. And that's what I was getting ready to say a few minutes ago. They did not get the comedian that they wanted. But I think if I had been funny, maybe they would have remembered me a little bit. But given how bad that was, and that was by far the worst I have ever done on stage. Like I have never felt ashamed when I was done performing like that. Um, but I feel like the fact that we all shared that, that shit sandwich together, maybe they'll still talk about it from time to time. Like Becky, do you remember that fucking awful shit comedian that you brought up who talked about fucking deaf granddad and then blind grandma was asking if, I just think it's something that people remember. It's kind of like we were all held hostage together for like 35 to 40 minutes. It was definitely not longer than 40, maybe 45, but no, I don't, I don't think it was. All right. That was my worst time on stage. Excuse me! I came all the way over from the other side of the club to tell you I would eat a mile of your shit just to see where it came from! Huh? Sure, I'll leave you alone! I hope that everybody took some time and watched Soul. It was amazing. If you don't have Disney Plus, go buy that shit or something. But if you do, there is no reason to skip it. It is probably like my favorite Pixar Studios film. Good for them. Um, with that said, I saw something yesterday. Well, my wife showed me something. And I just had to see if we could talk about opinions. Like often I'll share memories and whatnot. We don't really go through opinions too often. So this is what someone posted on Facebook. No, I didn't watch Soul. Why? Because I'm tired of black Disney characters transforming into being something else. Be it in an anthropomorphized object or animal, or in this case, a white woman. Some additional perspective below. And then it goes to some fucking random blog. Not any website that you would respect that says why Pixar's surprisingly polarizing soul is so well surprisingly polarizing it's not do you understand how joyless you have to be 
if you're picking apart something like soul first of all when my wife told me about this and showed it to me i was like transformed into a white woman he didn't i didn't even remember that at some point mid to late in the movie he gets put in the body of a cat for a little while like that's not what the movie's about he's not stuck in the body of a cat for a long time nor is tina fey's character stuck in his body for a long time like if that's what you took away because okay this person said they didn't even watch it so they read somebody else's opinion and said what at some point that black man turns into a cat fuck that think about how fucking stupid that sounds yes racism is alive and real no i don't like watching black men put into dresses nor do i like the fact that almost every will smith movie has him starring opposite someone who is not black same kind of goes for denzel washington but denzel has more black women play his love interest but either way i see those subtleties i don't like it it's not keeping me from seeing things but i notice and i bring it up almost every time i'm watching one of them and because my wife isn't black she's often like oh i hadn't even noticed and i'm like well now that i told you you're gonna see a lot of it notice how many black men they put in a dress but for those of us that have seen Soul, i was so busy enjoying the movie something like that wouldn't even register so whomever posted this shitty blog post that this woman decided to live her life by they were sitting there i guess not enjoying the film because about an hour and some change into the movie they were like holy shit did you see that that's letting that ruin the experience for you is like if someone went to the aquarium and they loved all of the exhibits with the animals but they were mad because they couldn't get a chili cheese dog they only offered sauerkraut on top of hot dogs and they were like well this aquarium ain't shit like it doesn't it doesn't make sense and then that's one of the reasons why i don't really fuck with facial <laughs> facebook i was gonna say social media um it's just a toxic nasty place where no one is happy and if you are happy you have to keep it to yourself and that's another reason that i'm not on social media like that i'm genuinely happy and people think for some reason that no one's joy is real so i was like all right i don't need you to know or see any of my joy i keep that to myself because it's like some people just wake up mad and it's not always a black woman or black person because I've seen plenty of white people who are just the same white women especially like some of you guys just can't be happy and I don't want to interact with anybody who is waking up mad and going to sleep mad and probably spent most of the day mad maybe you're religious and you think that you're gonna get a bunch of rides on this roller coaster i am not so i'm not afforded that i don't even know what the fuck you would call it i don't need a do-over i plan 
to do this one my way and enjoy the shit out of it. And I'm not going to let the unfairness and travesties of the world stop me from enjoying it. So you can't enjoy soul and you're bashing some film that Jamie Foxx is in. Now I know that we probably all heard the gay rumors and Jamie Foxx isn't my favorite anything, but he was awesome in that movie. And they had a lot of other black people in that movie. You should be happy they're getting a check. So by you not going and supporting that, you think that the next Pixar movie that's predominantly black is coming right away because you can't get over the fact that a body swap happened for a little while. Some people just, I remember back when the world was normal, back when I still posted on social media often, like let's go back to 2015. I remember I would wake up at six something, which feels like sleeping into me now, but I would wake up around that time. I would go to social media as some people do, which I do agree is an unhealthy way to start the day. And some people would be mad. And these weren't old like posts. It would be from like they either hadn't gone to sleep or they woke up or they scheduled anger for the morning. Who does that? Oh man, I'm so mad about this, but I'm not gonna put it out at 11 p.m. I won't get any likes put that shit out at 6.15 in the morning, let people read that and get angry on their way to work. Who is waking up like this? Yes, the world sucks, especially America, but I wake up happy about the sleep I just had, eager to go to the bathroom, can't wait to brush my teeth every morning. That's my shit. I feel like if I get angry, it's not until 9, 10-ish when people try to talk to me. I am not a morning person that that will get me like if you can't leave me alone I love my wife to pieces but some days like she is a morning person and we we alternate days when we wake up and take care of the kid the other person gets to sleep in do whatever they need to do and around noon they resurface but frequently pop in to get food drinks stuff like that but on the days when it's my day to wake up early I wake up washing dishes and all that and she'll come in and I feel bad because she's like standing there lovingly like looking at me and she'll be next to me I'm not a morning person though and so it's like a hole is getting stared in my head and I'll turn over like are you all right and I know that's not the response that's not how you do and if something horrible happened I would look back on that like damn man all I had to do was give her a kiss or something but instead I was a jerk and that's what gets me angry in the morning, not life. Unless I go outside and some officer stops and frisks me and jacks me off at like eight o'clock in the morning. Otherwise, good Lord. And then the people who are miserable, you, you've heard that misery loves company. I think when people used to say that, they were talking more about miserable people want you to be miserable. Now, I think that misery loves company is more like I am Facebook user X and I'm a miserable fuck and all I do is bitch and complain about everything all day and then there are a lot of other miserable people out there who like my shit and then they spread their misery in my comments 
And then I go check out their misery on their page and I spread some more misery in their comments and I meet other miserable people who feel like I do. Or I meet somebody happy who says something against what I'm saying and I fucking tear into them and unleash my full rage of misery. Because uh, the whole thing that my wife and I were talking about is how that woman, no, her post did not have a lot of likes. The original subject of this who was like, no, I didn't see soul. Didn't have a lot of likes and I was glad because I was like, nobody wants to like pop into the comments and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That movie was awesome because what are you going to get greeted with? Doesn't matter what color you are, because if you're white, shut your mouth. Black people are talking. If you're black, you can bet your bottom dollar. If you disagree with somebody about some racial shit like that, maybe a couple of people will see, but people will come out of the fucking shadows like ninjas. What did that black dude do? He disagreed with her. Oh, shit, no. And they'll just be on you. So when we last looked at it, it was commentless and only had like four likes. I don't even want to go look back at it again because if it's got like 30 likes, I'm going to be very disappointed. But do you see? It's, it's almost like when somebody calls you a gaslighter. There's nothing you can say. And with situations like that, there's nothing anybody can say. That woman decided to put her ignorant ass fucking opinion out there. And I'm all for dialogue, but you can't have it. Not in this day and age. And same goes with gaslighting, because if I call you a gaslighter, don't deny it. If you deny it, now you're gaslighting. Shut your mouth and take it. Which is exactly what she said. Booyah! Let's see it.